What's up, everybody? This is the third episode of the 10 After 7 podcast with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. It's March 5th, 2018. We're two days removed from the Oscars, and I couldn't be happier because I didn't watch a damn movie, but I watched three hours of the most boring show every single year on television, and that's the Oscars hosted by Jimmy Kimmel once again. However, I came up with a great idea. While I was watching the Oscars, it came to my mind... What are the greatest baseball movies of all time? Yes, I'm bringing this back to baseball. Some of the best sports movies of all time are baseball movies. So why don't they have their own Oscars? Why don't the ESPYs get together every year and have their own Oscars for sports movies? It's long overdue. There's a huge list of all-time greats. Not even baseball. We could talk Hoosiers and basketball. Any given Sunday, one of my favorites in football. But baseball, the list goes on and on. Field of Dreams, Eight Men Out, Bull Durham, For the Love of the Game. For Christ's sake, it's Sandlot. One of the best movies of all time. So you know what I'm doing? I'm going to bring on my brother, Dylan Stevenson, to talk about his favorite baseball movies. And we got a couple categories to break down right now. Best Pitcher. Best manager, best rom-com. We're going full steam ahead with what is the greatest baseball movie of all time. Get ready. And And there he is, Dylan Stevenson, the legend. What's up? Hey, we're live right now. You ready? We're live. So here we go. Did you watch the Oscars last night? Be honest. I did not. I didn't. Not one bit. But you did watch three or four of the movies, right? Yep. All right. Well, you didn't waste three hours of your time like I did. Most boring shit I've ever listened to. Most of that shit's boring. Because half of the movies that win, no one fucking knows about. If it's good or not. Yeah, Shape of Water won, and immediately Twitter was shitting all over it. Never even heard of it. Well, with a name like that, I'm not watching. But you know what? I had the great idea to call you up, because we've seen, I don't know, we've probably seen every single baseball movie by now, right? Uh, yes. Probably everyone that has came out or been out before, yeah. All right, so we're going to break it down. I got a bunch of categories. We're going to basically build a team with the, right. char- with the characters from baseball movies. All right, let's do it. All right, let's start here. Best manager. Now, let me go through the list I got. I got Lou Brown. He managed the Indians in Major League. Classic. Then I got John Schiffner. That was the name of the coach in Summer Catch. He had a couple one-liners that were great. I got the legend, 12-year-old Billy Haywood from Little Big League. And this is going to be one of your favorites right here. I got Danny Glover, who played George Knox and Angels in the Outfield. Oh, now that's a hard one decision. If we're going base, based off of, of winning, there's no one better than a, a 12- or 11-year-old kid, Billy Haywood. 
Yeah, but I don't even taking, taking the taking the twins to from a horrible beginning season to almost winning the pennant in by the end of the season. Yeah, but what do we even know what game that was? What is was it the but, was it a one game playoff AL wild card against the Mariners, Randy Johnson and Ken Griffey? The way I took it is it was a it was it was a one game uh, playoff game, but uh, we're also forgetting one coach, and that is uh, Morris Buttermaker from uh, the Bad News Bears. All right, well that's dude, that's outdated for me. I, I don't the coach from Bad News Bears. I'm tw- I'm 25 years old. It's Billy Bob Thornton. I don't care how shitty that movie was. He's the Bad News Bears coach to me. All right, well, if we're going to go with any team, it's, you know, it's it's definitely uh, – or with any manager, it's definitely Billy Haywood. I, I like the pick because there's that one scene when the pitching coach, I think it is, is trying to question Billy Haywood, giving him scenarios, running on first and third, what do you do, who covers, and Billy just absolutely crushes the test. But I think Lou Brown, I mean – the dude, first of all, talk about rallying a freaking team together. The Indians owner was trying to sell them off, basically tank. This was tanking before tanking what she was doing out there, throwing Roger Dorn at third base, Jake Taylor, 80 years old, trying to catch. And who was it? It was Lou Brown who rallied the team together, brought him on a winning streak. So my pick for best manager, if I got to win one game, I'm going with the vet and Lou Brown. All right, not a bad pick, but Danny Glover's got to be up there too then if you're going with Lou Brown because I believe, you know, I mean, the Angels did have Angels on their side, but no one pitched a better game than – or no one put in a better guy to pitch in that game. Who, who, Tony Danza? Tony Danza, dude, about to die what? He was supposed to die in like fucking six months or some shit? Yeah, but if McConaughey didn't make that catch in left field, ball game. Dude, you mean the angel. That's true. We're not going to break that down. So I got Lou Brown as the manager. You got Billy Haywood. We're already, we're already disagreeing with that one, but I'm moving on to best pitcher. This is a great category because every baseball movie basically is around the star pitcher or the aging pitcher. So the, cat, the uh, people we got here are Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Dunn and Summer Catch, the old lefty. We got Charlie Sheen, Ricky Vaughn. We all know him in Major League. We got Billy Chapel, Costner, just coming. Last game of his career, throwing a perfect game at Yankee Stadium. With there it Mitt- is. With Bill, Mitt- for me, Billy Chapel. Wait, let me finish. You got Dennis Quaid, Jimmy Morris in the rookie. And you can't forget Hen- Henry Rodengardner. Rosenbagger. You know what? I all I gotta say is okay. First of all, Henry Roland Gardner, great pitcher. Then his arm, he fell. His arm became loose again, turned into a regular 11, 12 year old kid. So Billy, uh, so Henry Roland Gardner's out of the question. Uh, the second one, I'm gonna have to say is uh, not the rookie because he's on the freaking Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That's how you know the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Devil Rays are just into choking when they got a 50-year-old man on the mound throwing. 
Yeah, okay. yeah, but wait, 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 wait. Uh, be honest. You teared up when Jimmy Morris got that call at Arlington Ballpark with his entire family there. Not really, because I mean, they still got they still got their butts kicked in the game. They yeah. still were horrible. Yeah, but he got that one strikeout against Royce Clayton, Texas Rangers. That's, that's that is true, but yeah, just no. Jimmy Morris shouldn't even be in the question. Um, huh? Go on. Okay, uh, Ryan Dunn from Summer Catch. No, he's just giving up dingers to Ken Griffey Jr. in his major league debut. Great ending to the movie. Phenomenal. And um, I, I'm going to have to go with Ricky Vaughn. There's nothing like that wind-up when he's got those shades on. And he's just smoking that high 90s right right down the pipe. So you're, just gonna, gonna, so you're just going to throw Billy Chapel to the curb. Oh, you know what? No, yeah. no, you can't change it, dude. No, 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 because I had already said Billy Chapel, so I completely forgot he was in the mix. If we're gonna go with anyone, it is Billy Chapel. If you need one, if you need one game, Billy one Chappell, game to win, Billy Chapel. That old man was in dire pain on that mound, and still got it done. Yeah, but what were the words? How did he block it all out? Clear the mechanism, I believe, right? Yep, that's it. Well, that didn't work on the last the, the last inning. What are you talking? Oh, yeah, it didn't. But he still got the job done. And you know who was his catcher? If you get this right, you're the man. Uh, Stephen Brule. <laughs> Is that his, like, character name? I don't know. The dude uh, from Step Brothers? <laughs> yeah, John C. Riley. John C. Riley. I'll tell Brule. you what, if – if you need someone to score from second to home, it's John C. Riley. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I, if I need if I need one if I need one pitch, I I'm going charge. I'm going I'm going wild thing, Ricky Vaughn. Ricky Vaughn, yeah, just an amazing guy. But don't count on him. Don't count on him showing up the next day to a ne- uh, to a game because he's probably in his room, uh, you know, snorting cocaine or something. Easy, dude. Don't bring up off the off the field troubles. But here's here's one. Our next category, it's one v one strictly. You need to steal a base. You need to pull a Dave Roberts, circa two thousand four. Everyone knows you're stealing. You got the best closer on the mound. One stolen base. Are you going with Willie Mays Hayes from Major League, or are you going with Benny the Jet Rodriguez from the Sandlot? Benny the Jet Rodriguez, easily. Nothing gets it done like Benny the Jet Rodriguez with those insanely legit PF flyers. I don't know, man. Willie Mays? Willie Mays was a showboater. Showboater. (laughs) You know, Benny the Jet, he he played for the love of the game. You know, classic Lou Brown statement when he told Willie Mays in the batting cage, you might run like Hayes, but you hit like shit. Classic. <laughs> that's that's why that guy's my manager. But okay, now we're now we're gonna break down. It's another one v one situation. Best rom com. Now, for the love of the game, get shit on all the time because of the love scenes in that movie. I'll admit the ending makeout session with Kevin Costner and Kelly Preston disgusting. I can name a thousand other things I'd rather watch, and honestly, two girls in one cup might be in there. But that makeout scene terrible. <laughs> now, is that a better rom com than Ryan Dunn and Jessica Biel falling in love in Summer Catch? 
break it down. You know what? There's actually some funny parts in Summer Catch. Like, uh, you know, the the one guy who loves banging fat chicks. <laughs> that, that movie, uh, there was actually some funny, you know, that, was, that wasn't that bad of a movie. For the love of the game, I feel like it's just heartbreak, heartbreak, heartbreak. Oh, let's make up and get together. Heartbreak, heartbreak. It's it's um, it's like let me just watch the the baseball game. I'm sick of and tired of going back and oh, uh, Billy's sleeping with some other girl or. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, but yeah, but the great thing about the great thing about both of those movies, they kind of tell the story. Like that's the story of dating a major league pitcher. Like it's it's tough True. to do. But I mean, not going you know chasing you know your girlfriend's daughter because she ran away. Yeah, that but that that's you know, when we started. That's that's when we started to fall in love with Billy Chapel. We were like, all right, this guy's a good guy. Then you got Billy Chapel, like, just what are you doing in the in the mountains during the snow, chopping off your finger? <laughs> <laughs> that's great, great point. And I like I like the I like the beef between Ryan Dunn and Jessica Biel's dad in the movie. I like that beef. Oh, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Done coming from, you know, owning, like, what, he's cutting lawns or something? And, uh, <laughs> his, and cut, he's cutting uh, Jessica Biel's dad's lawn. That's yeah, but big. but that's that's actually, like, the story of Cape Cod, though. If you, actually, if you read up on Cape Cod, like, they had to get summer jobs. Most of these guys are going to make some make it, some don't. But I do, I do like the funny scenes, like that guy getting up at the bar and admitting he loves banging fat, fat chicks, and then he writes a poem to the one fat chick he dates, and then you can't forget about the catcher in that movie. He was he was the same dude and without a paddle. In that movie, what college did he play at? Do you know that? Uh, movie, SC, S- USC, right? Oh wow! Didn't think he would get that one, dude. I know my movies. Remember he, shit, remember, remember he shit his pants behind the plate. I do remember that. I remember, uh, wasn't he wearing, uh, he was wearing women's thongs because uh, he was in a slump. Yeah, some more baseball superstitions. Now, that's a classic baseball movie. See, which one are you going with? Better rom-com? I'm going with um, Summer Catch. But you know what? I do have to say, we uh, there's one part in uh, For the Love of the Game where uh, Billy Chappell's playing against one of his best friends. Uh for his last game and um, going back and reminiscing and uh, the times that they spent together on uh, the same team. And that, that part was way better romantic than him kissing his chick <laughs> and his chick running away. Kind of stuff. That, so, that, uh, is, that is true. The vault, the vault, I forgot the guy's name, but Brooks. He, it Bro- was, uh, something Brooks. Dude, he I, said, how do you Oh no no no! Brooks was uh, uh, the rookie, uh, Dennis Quaid's buddy. <laughs> well, anyways, the the guy you're talking about, they reminisce because uh, in one game and the old Tiger unis talk about a throwback. Like the fact that they showed those unis in that, terrific. And it's because the, the he played right field, his best friend, and the ball Canseco went off his head and a yeah. lot of home run. That is true. The only issue in that movie, why not have a better at bat or a better batter up to bat for his last out? I mean, you got to be kidding me. We throw in a rookie. No, but that's the that's the backstory. Ken Ken Strout, that was his name. 
was the ball fucking uh, Costner was so old, Billy Chapel, that that dude was his bat boy uh, when his da- that he played with his dad like thirty years prior. I remember that, but I mean Ken Strout, come on, dude, you're you're in a you're in a what one nothing ball game, and you're bringing up Ken Strout. Yeah, and the fact that Ken Strout weighed like a buck fifteen. No batting gloves. Like, if you're going to wear no batting gloves, you got to be just an absolute slugger at the plate. Exactly. All right, so that's the end of the debate with best rom-com. Now, better cameo. I, we're going to be biased here, but it's, it's going to be a tough one. Better cameo. Vin Scully playing himself in For the Love of the Game or Bob Euchre in Major League just, at, like, that that should win an Oscar. That should have won an Oscar years ago. Just... That is true, especially when he's he's sitting there and he's getting hammered as hell with uh, Jack Daniels next to him, just but a bit outside. I will say what? <laughs> that was his line, dude. But I will say, I got kind of teary eyed in for the love of the game when Scully's saying his old sayings. Yeah, there's like... nothing like there is nothing like. Vin calling a game when it's a pitcher who's been in the league forever throwing the game of his life for his final time. There's nothing like that at Old Yankee Stadium. Now, if you if you guys have never been to Old Yankee Stadium, there is nothing like that crowd. Nothing like that crowd. Yeah, it also smelled like shit, but we'll forget about that. And I, I, the, the way the way with the words, Vin Scully, of course, he's going to just crush that scene at the end of the game where he kind of ties in a cathedral and Billy Chapel. I, I did, I did like that. But Bob Euchre, that he was made for that. Basically, the guy's a comedian. He's still announcing Brewers games to this day. All right, we're almost coming to an end. We're going best player. I got three dudes right here written down. We're probably leaving guys out, and, we're, and people I'm shit sure on me. Yeah, exactly. So I got Crash Davis, another Costner, Bull Durham. I got Benny the Jet. Seems like you already were going to go with him from the get go. Or I don't even know. We you don't ever even talk about this movie. I, I got Roy Hobbs from The Natural. Ooh, Robert Redford, stud. Yeah, not even close to uh, Mister. Uh... Benny the Jack. You know, Crash Davis was, I mean, he, he was all right. His personality was kind of lame, but uh, if I were him, I would have beat the shit out of that pitcher. But uh, <laughs> Benny the Jet, I mean, there's nothing like a dude who just is absolute playing his heart out for the game. And he ran out, outran the beast, dude. He outran the beast. That's all I got to say. I'm going to go Roy Hobbs, the Wonder Boy, hitting bombs, taking out the lights. I mean, they could not have casted a better dude for that movie. Like, he legitimately looks like an actual baseball player. I think he actually might have played, but like, I, just I, the- I do got to say with the natural, though, like, what do you do with Roy Hobbs? Like, how does Roy Hobbs do when he doesn't have the bat? Well, how does Benny the Jet do when he's not playing in PF Flyers? Uh, I'm pretty sure he never played in PF Flyers. 
He just put him on to run against the beast. So maybe you want to get your facts straight uh, before you start calling out a uh, Sandlot, huh? But if I'm if I'm if I need someone to lead my team, like one at bat, ball game on the line, like you you already picked Benny Rodriguez to steal a base. Congrats! But can he hit a curveball? We don't know. But we know Hobbs is sending that ball into right field and knocking out a light post. I know he can bomb one off the heater. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I'm going with Hobbs there. So your manager is Billy Haywood. Your pitcher is Billy Chapel. And your best player is Roy Hobbs. Solid team. I got Lou Brown as my manager, Sheen as my pitcher, and Roy Hobbs. Like that's a squad right there. We're talking big three in baseball. That's yeah, a big three. They, hey, maybe we should put up some uh, statistics from these movies and uh, see how these two teams do, huh? Hobbs is headed to the bigs, all right? He, but we don't. We know Benny was playing for the Dodgers, which I absolutely respect. And I've actually seen people at Dodger Stadium rocking a Benny the Jet Rodriguez jersey. Shout out to them. But our last category, we're going best picture right now. Your favorite and best baseball movie in your opinion. Hands down, The Sandlot. Nothing beats The Sandlot. They can remake that movie as many times as they want. By the way, don't ever see those because they're affordable. <laughs> but the Sandlot is hands down like it's like it's like how we all grow up dreaming of playing one day in the league, and you're out there playing with your buddies. I don't even know if that goes on anymore. I mean, we used to do that all the time when I was little, but nowadays I don't even know if kids are even allowed out of their houses. But Hands down, it, yeah, it's it's the Sandlot, man. Group of guys hanging out, going to the pool during the summer, meeting uh, meeting girls like Wendy Peppercorn. What what's your what what would you say your favorite scene is from that movie? Favorite scene from that movie is um, probably when Hamilton Porter's behind the plate and uh, he's just talking all this smack to that other team. And uh, he's saying, isn't that your sister in right field naked? <laughs> There's no one like Hamilton Porter. And that, that's like another position in these baseball movies that you can break down the catcher position. Like we brought up John C. Riley, Crash Davis, the catcher from Summer Catch. Like you could actually have a debate with who you want to catch your team. My best baseball movie, though, I'm going to have to go 61. Like that's – It's an all-time I'm a, classic. I'm a history buff. And like Mantle – Shout out, his, shout out to Bobby Hosea playing the only black guy on the team. Your former football coach in high school. He yep. did he did have that one scene in the batting cage. He yells something. But yeah. I, I, I just love that movie. Mickey Mantle, Roger Maris, the chase for 61. And just the whole the, – just the backstory of Maris being hated when he came over. The babe's wife's in there. They extend this, like, he didn't break the record in the same amount of games as Babe Ruth. They have the scenes of Mickey Mantle getting trashed and then coming to the game the next day hung over. Like, the history there is phenomenal. And old Yankee Stadium, once again, in the movie, which is another, like, that's that stadium will live on forever in these movies. I'm going to have to go with that one. And the coolest scene in that one is when they have the live video. Like, they, they're filming the movie with, those weren't actually Roger Maris's kids in the movie, right? Those were actors. 
You know what? That's a good question. I don't know on that, but that I know what scene you're talking about, and and that is an amazing scene where Mark McGuire hits the the home run and uh, goes up and and uh, shakes Roger Maris's kids. Yeah, like it's super sad, right? The scene that they're filming before is like the family gathered around and the kids are there, and Roger Maris's wife is like looking through the book of Roger's like historic events, and then they flash to the scene where Mark McGuire breaks the record and hands him the bat. It's like one of the coolest things. That's one that I'll admit I'll get teary eyed. However, we are done here, but I do have to give one fun fact that I got looking up these movies right now. What you got? What you got? Dude, you know, the manager, the JK Simmons, the manager for the tigers and he's terrific, but the Yankee manager in that movie is played by Augie Garrido. Former Cal State Fullerton coach and Texas coach. I did not know that. That's a tidbit for you. Anyways, Dill, it was great having you. Great. Break this down some other time. We need to do this again. That was uh, that was fun. Yeah, no doubt. My team would shit on yours. All right. Well, you know what? On to the next topic, because you know what. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with that one. <laughs> yeah, dude, you killed it. Hey, give Baby Cash a kiss for me, all right? I will. All right. See you guys. All right. Later, man. And that is a wrap for episode three of the 10 After 7 podcast with Michael Cody Stevenson. I hope you guys enjoyed that banter with my big bro, Dylan. You could follow me on Twitter at 10 After 7 or on Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. I'll be back on later this week to talk some Dodgers baseball and break down the NL West. Peace.